I'm Hazel Goodman, and welcome to The Winner's Call. I am so excited to share God's Word with you today. He led you to this podcast because He has great plans for your life. You are born to win, born to reign in life. You are no ordinary person. You are destined by God for greatness. So today, I want to talk to you about building up your faith to fulfill your glorious destiny. You have a glorious destiny. But before we begin, pray this little prayer with me. Repeat after me. Father, in the name of Jesus, speak to me by your word today. Send my word, Lord. Now let's begin to thank him for it by faith. Father, we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Tell the person next to you, this is going to be good. Come on, say, this is going to be good. (laughs) Put your hands together for the Lord and you may be comfortably seated. One day we'll be in a huge stadium saying that. God has given you a glorious destiny, but there is always a contention on the way to the fulfillment of your destiny, your promised land, whatever that land may be. Business, career, health, relationship. Revelations chapter 12, verse 12 says, Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea, for the devil is come down onto you having great wrath, because he knows that he has but a short time. But let me tell you something. No matter the opposition, you are ordained by God to win. Romans chapter 8, verse 31. If God be for us, who can be against us? Come on, say amen to that. So regardless of the darts of the enemy through human agents or invisible forces, victory is your end result when you engage the weapon of faith. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 16, above all, taking the shield of faith wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. So no matter what's coming at you, God has ordained you to win by faith in the name of Jesus. Come on, say amen. Now let's take a look at the steps to victory. Steps to victory. What must we do when confronted on the road to your glorious destiny? Number one, humble yourself before the Lord. Not the situation. Humble yourself before God. Second Chronicles chapter 20 verse 12. The children of Israel said, For we have no might against this great company that cometh against us. Neither know we what to do. But our eyes are on you. They were facing a situation where three mighty armies were coming against them. One army could have destroyed them. But what did they do? The the king Jehoshaphat gathered, gathered everybody together and they bowed themselves before God. They humbled themselves. We have no might against this great company, but Lord, our eyes are on you. So you and me, immediately we must run to God for help. Tell him all about it. He will strengthen you and empower you. Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10. Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Come on, say amen. Number two. Number two, our second thing to do, our second step on on our way to victory. Ask the Holy Spirit to lead you to the word you need for victory over that situation. The Bible says in Psalm 107, verse 20, he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. 
There is always a word that God has for you right on time. The word of God is the key to success in any battle. Satan only respects the word. Only the word can subdue him. You know, I'm sure many of you have heard the testimony of Dodie Osteen, Joel Osteen's mother, who was healed from terminal cancer after meditating on 40 healing scriptures the Holy Spirit led her to. He will lead you to your word of victory. Come on, say amen. Number three, release your faith into the word you receive. In other words, make up your mind to believe it. When you receive that word, make up your mind to believe it. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 2. For unto us was the gospel preached, as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. The more you hear the word and meditate on the word, the more your faith will grow. Right? Oftentimes, people say they don't know how to meditate. If you know how to worry, you know how to meditate. Worry is meditation on your fears, thinking constantly on the negative. Faith grows strong when you think continuously about what God said. Let's look at Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. Joshua was taking over from Moses. And this, is, and this is the instruction that God gave to him. Let's take it again. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. So as you meditate upon the word, it, it, you know, it strengthens you, empowers you for good success. Number four, the fourth step to take. Prepare, prepare, prepare. Can't say that enough. Preparation is the mother of manifestation. Prove that you believe God by preparing to receive. For example, a married couple who wants a baby should start fixing up the baby's room, buying the baby's things, getting the names. You have a vision for your own business. Start doing the research. Whatever you are expecting, whatever you are desiring, begin to prepare for it. There's always something to do in preparation. Therefore, whatever is relevant to your desire, take whatever action is available to you. There's always something to do. Second Kings chapter 3 verse 16. Second Kings chapter 3 verse 16. Let me give you a little backstory on this one. This, in this scripture, these kings were going to war. And on their journey, they found themselves in the desert, no water, you know, and they were weak and tired and the animals were, you know, thirsty and it was a bad situation. But they came across the prophet Elisha and he said to them, and that we'll take it from there. And he said, thus saith the Lord, make the valley full of ditches. You shall not see wind, neither shall you see rain. Yet that valley shall be filled with water that you may drink both you and your cattle and your beasts. So what's happening there is there was nothing. He's saying to them, but don't worry, dig the ditches. Dig the ditches in this desert. You're not seeing wind, you're not seeing rain, but the water will come. But they had to dig the ditches first. I had an experience like that, you know, when I was preparing to do one of my stage shows uh, a couple years ago, and ticket sales initially looked dismal. Because I hadn't been on the stage for a while, so we didn't know what was going to happen. But 
my director and I, we kept on rehearsing and preparing, even though the owners of the venue had doubts. But let me tell you something. On opening night, the show was sold out. You couldn't get a peanut in that room. Say amen. Hallelujah. You see, we have to prepare for what we're believing for. Don't look at the situation. Don't look at the circumstances. Look at God. I love that scripture, Psalm 121, verse 1. I will lift up my eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord who made heaven and earth. That's where we must always look, to God, our Father. Number five, the fifth step to do. Stand strong in high praises, giving glory to God. So stand strong in high praises, giving glory to God. Be in faith, giving thanks. Father Abraham had been promised a son. However, he had to hold on to that word of promise because it took a while in coming. Listen to Romans chapter 4. We'll take it from verses 19 to 21. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. She was 90. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. So he didn't let doubt get in the way. He kept on praising God. He kept on thanking God. He kept on believing God, even though there was no evidence. And as we begin to round up this teaching, let's keep in mind that we must develop an overcomer's mentality to fulfill our glorious destiny. We must develop that. It's important that we never allow ourselves to think defeat Victory is our only option. God cannot lie. What he has spoken concerning your life is a done deal. I love Luke chapter 1 verse 37. Luke chapter 1 verse 37. For the word of God will never fail. Hmm, hallelujah. Numbers 23 verse 19. Numbers chapter 23 verse 19. God is not a man, so he does not lie. He is not human, so he does not change his mind. Has he ever spoken and failed to act? Has he ever promised and not carried it through? Come on, say no, no. So keep an overcomer's mentality. First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. We all experience times of testing, which is normal for every human being. But God will be faithful to you. He will screen and filter the severity, nature and timing of every test or trial you face so that you can bear it. And each test is an opportunity to trust him more. For along with every trial, God has provided for you a way of escape that will bring you out of it victoriously. So no matter what the challenges are, no matter what the enemy may bring into your life, God has already prepared for you a way of escape. And so let's keep in mind, number one, testing is normal. Others have faced tests, trials, and conquered. You will too. Number two, God is faithful. Let's say that together. God is faithful. Number three, you can handle it. Hey, you can handle it. Come on, let's say that together. I can handle it. And in the name of Jesus, yes, you can. Because Philippians chapter four, verse 13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And finally, number four, in keeping an overcomer's mentality, there is a way out. You must always keep that in your mind. There is a way out. And as you trust God and ask for his guidance, he will show you what to do. Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 3. Call to me 
and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. God has great plans for your life, and in the name of Jesus, you will fulfill your glorious destiny. Come on, let's give God thanks for the word we've heard. Father, we thank you for it. Mighty God, we praise you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. If you're under the sound of my voice right now and you have not yet accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I'd like to give you an opportunity to do so now. If you're not saved, you're not safe. If perhaps you knew Jesus Christ and you got discouraged and disconnected, he sent me to tell you he loves you and he's calling you to come back home. So come, pray this prayer with me. Dear Lord, I come to you today. You know my life. You know how I have lived. Forgive me, Lord. I repent of my sins. I accept you, Lord Jesus, as my Lord and Savior, my physician and healer, my provider who died for my sins. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus, and live your life in me and through me. From this day forward, I belong to you. Amen. Well, welcome. You have just come home to the family of God. So now you have to pray and ask God to lead you to your church home. You belong somewhere. And it will be a church where they preach and teach the uncompromised word of God. I attend Winner's Chapel in Hempstead, Long Island. And if you live in the New York area, you're welcome to visit us there. And we have churches all over the world. And I'm sure there's one near you. Feel free also to write to me at hazel.goodman at yahoo.com. I would love to hear from you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. As you go, know that God's Holy Spirit is going before you, making safe, joyful, and successful your way. As you go, know that all things are working together for your good. It doesn't matter what you, it looks like. You are the head, not the tail. You are the lenders, not the borrowers. You are above and not beneath. No weapon formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue rising in judgment you shall condemn. And whoever gathers against you in the name of Jesus Christ, they shall fall for your sake. Because remember, you are born to win, born to reign in life. You're no ordinary person. You are destined by God for greatness. I love you. God bless you. Remember to subscribe. Please send your prayer requests and testimonies to hazel.goodman at yahoo.com. Tune in to our live teleconference, The Winner's Call, every Monday night at 7 p.m. Call in number 725-735-9904. Visit our website, hazelgoodmanministries.org, and our YouTube channel, Hazel Goodman Ministries, The Winner's Call. Remember to subscribe. I love you. God bless you. Jesus is Lord. I'm destined for greatness. Are you born to win? Are you born to reign in life? If this ministry is a blessing to you, please visit HazelGoodmanMinistries.org and sow your love offering.